0: The, I saw that, uh, that and uh, I found this very, very interesting, is that the families at the Nova Festival, some of the victims, have filed a lawsuit against Reuters and other news agencies because of the alleged participation in the October 7th attack. And we wanted to hear a little bit more about it. David Pollivan is a legal specialist. A very good morning to you. Thank Thank you for joining us how are you
1: i'm um, wonderful thank you howard i hope you're well and after that beautiful book a toast song how can we not be happy
0: exactly right well uh, of course uh, following these stories very closely it's interesting that that the families seem to have got together uh, for this lawsuit can you just give us some background to it uh, what is the lawsuit who's managed to get together um you know who has locus standi in something like
1: this Howard, um, firstly, we need to understand that it's the families and um, the victims who survived who are American citizens or right. are Israeli-American citizens.
0: Ah, okay. In that
1: way, they claim the jurisdiction of the American courts. So that's essential.
0: Right, right.
1: Second thing to understand is that you're dealing with a particularly pungent piece of American legislation known as the Anti-Terrorism Act, and that act, put title of which is the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act. The operative clause that we're talking about is this. It makes it unlawful within the United States or for any person who is subject to the jurisdiction of the United States anywhere to knowingly provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization that has been designated by the Secretary of State. So you can go after the low-hanging fruit first, right. AP Associated Press and Weapons are subject to U.S. jurisdiction. They have offices, and in fact, AP is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, an American organization, Associated Press. Secondly, we know that Hamas has been designated a terrorist organization, so, and that we know, as I just mentioned, that the complainants are all U.S. citizens or U.S. Israeli citizens. So we have the jurisdiction of the American courts. That party sorted out. That's low-hanging fruit. Right. The difficult parts are these. Did these photojournalists, so-called photojournalists, taking photographs as this massacre was happening and immediately transmitting them to a, to the Associated Press which in a very short space of time said, great scoop, look, look, we've got wonderful photographs. I mean, how disgusting is that? But the point is, is these guys were on the scene right. paid for photographs of the most horrific circumstances. Those that knowingly amounts to providing material support. That is, their employer, Associated Press, by paying for the photographs, by having these guys effectively on the payroll, who were there at the moment the massacre was happening, were they providing material support to a foreign terrorist organization? That's the issue. That's the rub. And that's where the jurisdiction of the court is going to have to come in.
0: But that's a very difficult one because isn't, isn't that a very blurred line? A journalist who happens to be at a scene, what is the expectation from them? Any war journalist, therefore, could be potentially um, compromised or, or subject to a, a case if they just by being there.
1: Yeah. Um, that's the question. Um, it's a very important point that you raise, Howard, because the question is, were they just happening to be on the scene? Right. How is it possible that they happened to be on the scene? They happened to be there as the massacre was happening, and one of the journalists in particular hitched a ride back with Hamas after the massacre happened. That's, there's, there's no credibility in the idea that they just happened on the scene. Right. They must have been averted. Right. They must have been brought with, and what they could have done, had they thought about it, and had not been Hamas terrorists themselves is alerted the Israeli authorities Listen, there's something in the air there's something going on we've been taken somewhere there's something about to happen instead they did the opposite they gleefully photographed what was happening and then actually sold the photographs and were paid for them and that is the rough they're not ordinary journalists ordinary journalists would not behave in this manner
0: it's it's so interesting because I wonder how much of this actually is more of a discussion and a reflection on standards of journalism and expectations of journalists versus the legal uh, you know the legal side of it, like it it's 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 just it's such an interesting it's such an interesting case will they be will they need to show um, in a case like this some form of um, context. So if the particular journalist has a, a record of being uh, a, a member of Hamas, for example, will that impact on on how this case is, is heard, uh, how this case is, is ruled?
1: Yes, I, I think you're right. I think it will have profound implications for journalism everywhere in the world. And in fact, that's already AP's response. They're saying, well, the role of AP is to gather information on breaking news events around the world, wherever they happen. And now we have people on the ground. We use freelance um, photojournalists everywhere in the world. They just happen to be on the scene. They happen to sell us their photographs. There's nothing more in it than that. Well, the plaintiffs are arguing that there's a hell of a lot more in it than that. These yeah. are not people who just happen to be on the scene. In fact, in one of the most important... Um, one of the most important allegations is there's a particular uh, photojournalist who happens to have had photographs of himself taken kissing the leader of the terrorists some some years before kissing the and and AP were were allegedly alerted to the fact that he was in fact a Hamas member he was one of the principals involved in taking the photographs and uh, his name has been featured very prominently in this case AP will have to do a lot of defending. They will have to say this is just an ordinary situation. And I, I I would hate I, yeah. I would hate to have to be defending AP's position in this case.
0: That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I even remember one if, if and I might be mistaken, but I'm sure I remember a photo of one of the journalists actually even holding some form of explosive. I don't remember if it was a hand grenade or a a Molotov cocktail, or whatever it was. Uh, but uh, I would imagine that 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 act of even holding um, a a weapon. Uh, whether it's for the terrorist or or, or not, uh, but but that in of itself could be uh, could could be seen as as aiding the aiding terrorists.
1: Yes, and um, you're talking about a particular fellow called Hassan Eslaya, right? Who has been accused of being a Hamas-associated even before the group's bloody invasion of Israel. And in fact, that's the photo that I'm talking about. Ah, he had a photograph okay. of himself published. Firstly, he published. This photograph of him holding a grenade yes. on his own Twitter p- p- or ex video side, and then oh, he took gosh. it down immediately. And there's a photograph of him posing with y- Yawa Sinwar some three years ago. The same guy, busy being kissed by the leader of the terrorists. Now, how could AP not be aware of this?
0: Right, and that certainly does. It certainly does put a very, very different spin on it. it they can't argue that they just happened to be there, um, and and were filming the incident. Or even if they were told there was going to be an incident and they should come, it's still uh, this. All of this uh, together certainly paints a very, very different picture. How long would a case like this generally take to be adjudicated?
1: I think it's going to take years. Um, The U.S. system is very slow. Obviously, there's a lot of evidence to be gathered. It's got to take its time. It will take years to develop, um, Howard. But I think that um, it's hard to say how ultimately the courts will rule. But I would say this. I think it sends a warning shot across the bowels of AP, Reuters, and as you say, many other news organizations around the world, that their limits and that they will be tested. Now those limits are going to be tested. These people are on warning. They're really busy trying to defend themselves by right, putting out public right. statements. Yes. But in the end, the courts will make this determination. And I do think it will set boundaries for journalism around the world.
0: It will indeed. Absolutely fascinating, David Polovan, legal specialist. Thank you for
1: taking the time to speak to us and for bringing us some insights into the, this case.